Good morning. Thank you, Paul. <clears throat> thank you, Paul. Before I go, thank you, Paul, for this opportunity. Um, for real. Like, when you called me in the fall to say I'm a preacher in chapel, I was at a point in my life where uh, I was really dark and deep in my, uh, just I was in a terrible place when I did my testimony. And I uh, appreciate you seeing something inside of me that uh, I didn't even see it in myself. Um, so I'm up here because of the grace of God, and I really, uh, I really thank you. Really thank you. <clears throat> um, when I was younger, I used to play a lot of video games. I'm not really much a gamer now like I used to, but uh, I used to play the goaded console of PS2. A lot of y'all don't know about that because y'all born like 03, 04, 05. They don't know about that. Um, <clears throat> the PlayStation 2 is my favorite console. <clears throat> I would play <clears throat> from sun up. Excuse me. <clears throat> I would play it from sun up to sundown. And if you play games long enough all day, you're just playing the game all day in this dark old room. I remember my mom would come in. And she'd be like, why is it so dark in here? Put some lights on or something. And I wouldn't think nothing of it, but when she would lift, when she would lift the curtains, it would hurt. It would blind me. And I'm like, oh crap, I didn't realize, I didn't realize I was in this dark of a room. I didn't realize I was in this dark of a room. So it leads into my past today. So if you have your Bibles, since we have no screen, we're going to do traditional today. If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, 1 John 1, 5, and 10. This is, this, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light in him and there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth, but if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus is son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our, of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Which leads to my first point, leads to my, my follow-up question. How do you, how does light lead you out of the darkness? How do you get out of the darkness in life? And I'm sure we've all been in some dark places in life and we've been in these cycles of sin and cycles of just how do I stop this addiction? How do I stop living in sin? How do I stop doing that? So I'm going to start off my first point. You must confess your sins. You must confess your sins. Now, I like to, we, we like to run away from confession because it sounds intimidating. It sounds, you know, uh, we feel like <clears throat> God don't want <clears throat> God don't want to fool with us <clears throat> when we're living in sin, when, we, when we're dirty. We think that God thinks like us. You know, when we, somebody admits something, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> when God when we admit something to somebody else, they start judging us, they start clowning on us, you know, they start looking down on you. 
but when you confess your sins, like 1 John 1, 9 says, he would cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So that means if he cleanses us, that means we're not doing the cleaning. All we have to admit is we're dirty. It's funny, it was a story, it's a funny story, but it's not. But uh, me and my cousins, we was playing in the pool back when I was like eight years old. We was playing, I don't know what we was playing, but uh, you know, I had just had swim lessons a little bit and I got a little confident. My mama told me, stay out of the deep water. And I was like, yeah, you tripping. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm having fun, I'm competitive, I'm gonna win. So we playing, playing this game and found myself. I lost, uh, I didn't feel the ground no more. And little feet start <laughs> doing that. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. And I was so prideful, I was drowning, but I thought I could swim myself to the uh, back. And my cousins were looking at me. My cousins were like, you, you said you can swim. Go ahead, do what you got to do. And I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I can, yeah, I can swim. I'm, you know, going in and out, going in and out. And then finally at the end, I'm just like, I need help. And as soon as I ask for help, the funny part is, as soon as I ask for help, I reach up and the wall's right there. And I was like, Lord, I just overreacted. I'm like a clown right now. Um, so I come to say, when you drown in, in your sins, you have two paths. You either deny it, that, that, that you're drowning, or you be upfront about it. Because like verse 10 says, if you say you have no sin, you are a liar. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, say it again. If you have no sin, that means you are a liar. I'm up here only because of the grace of God. I'm not up here because I made a good decision. I'm not up here because of my perfect record. I may be majoring in ministry, but I'm still the same out-of-pocket dude I was 10 years ago. God's working on me. I'm better, but I'm still not perfect. Because at the end of the day, whose standard are we relating to? You know what I'm saying? I may, you may be better than somebody else in this room, but the, the ultimate goal is the standard is him. And compared to him, we're all filthy. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's, he's the soap to our dirtiness. We are all dirty, including myself. Because I think that a, lot of, a lot of people come to this Christian school, a lot of people come to Sterling College, they hear about the ministry department, they hear about the, the, the discipleship group, they hear, they hear about us, but they be like, oh yeah, these dudes think they all that. No, we don't. I'm up here, I'm a Christian, I'm saved because I know I'm not good. Not because I am. That's the reason why I know that I have a relationship with Jesus, because I know I'm not good. How many of y'all heard the quote, God won't give you uh, more than you can handle? Sounds good, right? Let's get really biblical with that. Does that really make any sense, though? How much I can handle? How much I can handle? I think God... God will personally, purposely give you more weight than you can't handle because he's a spotter in your life. We're mad at it. That's for you. <laughs> God will put 45s on your weight on the bar so that you purposely can't lift it. So when you're trying to get yourself out of sin, because like I said, we, we just had Resurrection Sunday. We had Easter we all hashtag he is risen. 
Hashtag he is risen. What did he die for, though? Our sins. What was weighing him down on the cross? Our sins. The risen wouldn't have happened if, if, we, if we never had sinned. We wouldn't have never been on the cross. So the fact is, we really can't handle nothing. We're nothing. All he asked for to do is confess and run to him so that he can clean us up. So he can clean us up. You can't, you can't clean dirt with dirt. You got to clean it with soap. And he's the purity. He's the soap. He's the soap in our lives. And we have to remember that. Next point. You got to walk in the light. MLK had a quote, darkness cannot drive out of darkness. Only light can do that. The question is, who is the light? It's God, right? Walking in the light. Too many of us, we like to, we instead of walking in the light, we like to run in darkness. I'm going to say it again. Too many of us, instead of walking in the light with God, because it takes too long because we're walking, I'm going to move when you wouldn't say move. All right. No, we like to run this way, knowing darn well we're not going nowhere. You have to walk in the light. And a lot of times we like to run to things like lust, drunkenness, a whole lot of other stuff to cope, to make us comfortable in the darkness instead of fix the darkness. We use these things to cope, to distract us from the very thing we need to fix in our lives. We know that we've been diagnosed with cancer of sin, but yet we, we, we avoid the doctor. Verse 7 says, if we walk in the light, then the blood of Jesus will cleanse us. Too many people look for comfort over being cleansed. You can't be comfortable and walk in the light. It's not comfortable. I guarantee you it's not. You know what I'm saying? When you walk in the light on, on a, even on a Christian campus, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've, heard, I've heard the nicknames for our discipleship group too. I've heard it. I've heard it. God Squad, Church Boys. But are you willing to be different? Walking in the light means you have to be the light in the midst of darkness. You have to be okay with that. You know, and I, and I, Growing up in California, I, I didn't, I was always tempted to go in the darkness because that's what the popular, that's what the popularity was. That's where I wanted to be. That's where I thought I'd be liked. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be known as a follower of Christ than a coward in the world. I had a high school quote. My high school quote was this. It says that I'd rather be, I'd rather be judged by, I'd rather walk with God and be judged by the world than walk with the world and be judged by God. I'm going to say it again. High school quote, I'd rather walk with God and be judged by the world than walk with the world and be judged by God. Because I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to be hated regardless. You might as well have some backing with you. That's facts. Believe it or not, y'all all got beef with somebody. You might as well have somebody that's at the, at the bottom to catch you. You got nothing to lose going with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? There's people in my darkest times, Jesus was the main one there for me. That's who I'm going to run to. He was the main one there for me. In my darkest moments, his light shined. In my darkest moments, my darkest seeing, his light still had, had grace. 
You know, I heard a quote I love. You can't out sin the grace of God. Who are you? You got the nerve to think you can out sin the grace of God. You think you can out sin the grace of God when you really didn't earn it to begin with. How are you going to out sin something you never really earned anyway? None of us earned salvation. None of us earned the grace and mercy. It's because we were dirty. None of us earned that. So how are we going to lose it by what we're doing? All he's asking us to do is to turn to him and walk with him. And walking means, well, I'm walking in the light. That means if he is the light, that means I got to have a relationship with him. That means I got to walk with him daily. You know what I'm saying? If you hang around somebody, if you hang around people, you start talking like them. You start acting like them. You hang out with Jesus, you have a relationship with him. I'm talking about prayer daily, getting in his word daily, not on Christmas and Easter, not on Mother's Day. It's every day. It's a daily walk. Very few are wanting to do that because they're afraid they're going to lose their friends. They're afraid they're gonna, people are going to turn against them. And you know what? The way Jesus' life was, we should not be surprised when we are treated like that, when we're hated. John, look at John 15. He said the reason why they're going to hate you is because of me. Y'all know y'all going to get the smoke anyway. When you become a believer in Christ, you are signing up to die. You are signing up to die to yourself. You are signing up to uh, be a light in the world of darkness. So you know what's happening already. You shouldn't be surprised. It's not about being popular. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been, I was that popular kid in high school, and I got to be honest with you. That was probably one of the most insecure times in my life. It felt good to have the Letterman jacket. It felt good to have people like you. But deep down, when I went to, down in the mirror, I looked at myself, and I said, you know, you know who you truly are. Deep down, we all know how to hide ourselves really well, but we know the true self. We know, we know how to have our true insecurities of who we are. So walk in the light so that you can have power, you can have boldness, so you won't be insecure of who you are. Because too many people, too many of our generation, we have an identity crisis, but that's because we don't know who made us. Our true identity is in the person who made us, not in what other things the world are offering. That's where our true identity is. But if we're not claiming that and we're scared and we punk out, you know, people are not going to know who you're repping. You know, that's why really the Bible talks about lukewarm. He spits it out of his mouth. At least the cold, I mean, if you're going to be cold, I mean, you know, at least they claiming they're cold. Don't front and, and claim to be a believer and, and then act a certain way because now you misrepresent us and misrepresent God, which is worse than really being cold because, you know, when you lukewarm, you going under a name, you represent somebody you're not really living for. So my next and final point is seek fellowship with others. These brothers right here, I appreciate them. Every Tuesday, we, you know, we, we get down the word. We, it's not no, no cute Bible study. No, it's, it's, it's real man talk. It's checking. How you doing in this area of life? You know what I'm saying? I, I made the mistake of that when... Uh, Cause I've been doing, I was doing ministry for a while alone in California. I didn't really have no team. I never just person I've had like a team, which is really weird. But reality is, you look at the church. The church is a team. There's different roles. You know, just like basketball. I mean, you got a guy that can rebound, guy that can shoot. Not everybody gonna shoot. You gotta know your role. You know, 
my favorite quote, and I know we're up 2-0 right now, but the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I see you. Nugget fans in here. What's, what's, what's the, years ago we had a shirt, a yellow shirt, and what did it say? Not, not that one, we believe. You going too old school, OG. I ain't talking about Baron Davis. I'm talking about 2015, we had the shirt that says uh, strength in numbers. And uh, you know, when you look at that shirt, you look at, you relate to the church, it's strength in numbers, not yourself. It's strength in numbers. And because it was strength in numbers, you're able to really thrive. You're not having so much on you. You have other people encouraging you. you it's hard to fill people up. It's hard to fill up when you're, when you're not being filled up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I really appreciate this group right here that's, that's really helped me and encouraged me a lot. It's helped me encourage me a lot this semester because I said, because when, when he asked me to do this sermon in the fall, I was like, you know, I, w I was going through it. I was like, I ain't no way I'm doing that. And because I've had these people with me, I got to be encouraged, and I got to, had the boldness to, to be able to do that. And it's really, it really goes back to, back to uh, the passage. It says that if you walk in the light, if you walk in the light, you have the fellowship with others, other believers. We are the church. The church is not a building. It's a body. And it's a body of people who, who have issues who have issues. It's a hospital. And I'm sorry if you got the wrong connotation. I'm sorry if somebody's told you that the church is a perfect place. I'm sorry that if you have church hurt. I'm sorry that, but I'm here to, tell, to break that from you and realize that we are all nothing but just imperfect people. We're not perfect people I'm by far. I'm not. Don't think because I'm up here with a suit on, don't mean I'm up here being holier than thou. I'm just a dude in a regular suit just talking about Jesus. I'm a regular fella which is a supernatural assignment. That's it. And I'm only doing a supernatural assignment because the God who's over me, who's inside of me, is supernatural. Not because of me, because my flesh, me, wouldn't be doing this right now. If you asked me a few months ago to do this, I'll, I'll kind of be struggling to do this. As much as I talk, I probably would still be struggling to do this. So don't abandon the church because of her. There's nothing better than finding folks around you that can relate to you Surround yourself with people who are seeking the light so that you can get help out of the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't realize you're in the darkness out of pride. You can be so prideful in, in, your, in the darkness that you can deny. And then you become a liar. Then you become like verse 10, you a liar. You need other people checking you because other people, you know, you, if you hold yourself accountable, let's just be real. If you hold yourself accountable, you're going to give your own self loopholes each time. I guarantee you, at some point, you're going to give yourself loopholes. You're going to cheat yourself. Other people around you, they have different experiences. They have, there's, there's amongst this group right here, there's people who are, they're, strength, they're strong in areas I'm weak in. I'm strong in areas they're weak in. And at the end of the day, you need an offset. In order to get out of addictions, you need to be held, held accountable. So... As I come to a close, I actually want to invite the, van, uh, the band up. Um, I want you guys to sit and reflect on your life. There are people in here who are stuck 
in addiction or rough cycles of sin and you're trying to lift the weight off. You're trying to lift the, your own weight. God's purposely put extra 45s on your bar in life and you're trying to continuously live and lift it yourself. Because let me tell you something. You better confess, because I want to go back to the first original sin, Adam and Eve. Most of y'all know that sin, or most of y'all know that story. But think about this. When they sinned, what they do? They hid. They hid. And in today's context, we, we, we hide by doing things we shouldn't be doing. You know, because I'm in darkness, because I'm in a cycle of sin, I might as well just keep going. I might as well, you know, my life is done anyway. I might as well just live young, wild, and free. And that's not the case. Don't lower the standard just because your life is in a, in a rough place. Because like I said, with MLK, with MLK said, you can't bring the darkness without the, with, with the darkness. You can't clean your dirtiness with extra dirtiness and expect the light to just come out. You got to seek it. I know people in here probably broke down. It's the end of the semester. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm going to just keep it real. I'm tired. And, you know, you, I want to encourage you to seek that light every day. Don't be down on yourself because you're struggling with sin. Don't be down on yourself because you've slipped this week. Like I said, we're up here, all of us up here are no better than any of you guys. I'm only up here because I seeked him, I seeked the light, and I found it, and he was working and transformed me. I didn't transform myself. So when you see me around campus, don't, don't, get, don't get it twisted, bro. I'm not, I'm not the perfect dude. I would gladly tell you what I struggle with. Because the Bible also does say that my grace is sufficient in your weakness. He wouldn't have said that if, if we were strong. He wouldn't have said that if, if, if we had it going on. He knows that we're weak. He knows we can't bring ourselves out. So I'm going I'm to I'm uh, end, end this with a, with a verse, Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Deep down, we want to be cleansed. All of us in here want to be cleansed. All of us are chasing and longing for that good life that we, that, that, you know, that we were going through for a time at chapel. We're searching for that good life. But the fact is, we're so ashamed of our dirt and darkness that we are afraid to come to that. We're afraid of, we know what it takes to get to the good life, but we're afraid of the process of it because it exposes the very thing that we're insecure about. So I'm going to say it again. You can't out, a reminder, you can't out the grace of God. All he's asking for you is to confess. He knows what, that we can't get our own selves out the pit we are in. This is why Jesus died for our sins. You can't celebrate Easter and say he is risen and all that, and I'm happy he died for you, and continuously live in the sin that weighs him on that cross right there. It's a perfect example right there, that cross right there. I want you all to look at that cross. Your sins. How dare you to think you can live out of pocket, live in sin, live in darkness, and think God's okay with that? Like I said, but it's not about you transforming. It's about you going to him. All he asked for you is he ain't asked for much. He really not asked for much at all. 
He knows how weak you are. He knows how dirty you are. He knows your secret sins. He knows all of that. And I just can't here tell you, when you confess and when you just put everything on the table, I guarantee it doesn't feel good in the beginning. It does not feel good in the beginning. I'm, just, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm going to keep it real with you. It's not going to feel good in the beginning. It's not. But I guarantee you when that weight's off your shoulders, you're going to be thankful. Because I'm thankful. And I had to learn that. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to let y'all sing after this. But I, a few weeks ago, my parents, we, had, we were at Spangles after church, and these fools left. And me and my parents, we talked, and I confessed Quite a bit of things that I have not confessed, and I don't know how many years I'm living, and I cried so much. My body was shaking. I passed out almost in spangles. That's how much weight is sin holds. Even me being a believer here, you guys know me as whatever, pastor, whatever, that I struggle, man. This is a few weeks ago. This is, this is brand new. I'm still recovering. I'm still recovering. So like I said... Me, I'm personal testimony right now. I feel cleansed. I feel like I'm healing. I feel I'm loving life again. I hated life a few weeks ago. It doesn't feel good at the beginning. It, doesn't, it didn't feel good to tell my mom and dad what I felt, but it felt good in the end because now I'm able to heal this relationship with them, with him. When you confess and when you just put all your stuff out on the table, when you just honest, when you just, you just keep it real, when you put everything on the table, you're able to heal a relationship. You know what I'm saying? When you don't hit, when you when you're not healing a relationship, there is a lot of stuff that's holding in. There's a lot of sin that's just is bothering you. So when God confessed that, it's okay. You know, and if you want to holler at me after this, feel free. But um, I really want you guys to really understand that I said I'm not perfect. Let God clean you up. I guarantee you, it's worth it. It's worth it more than anything that you're chasing out in the world. It's more than anything that the world offers. The world offers temporary, but God offers fulfillment. Chase fulfillment. Chase purity. Don't lower your standard. I know it's hard. Being in the 20s, being in college, away from home, got freedom to do whatever. Be careful with that. Don't run away from it just because you're so insecure in your ways. Don't, don't try to be running your insecurities and run the things that you would never run to back home. Because God is worth it. Just like the prodigal son, no matter how far you've run away, no matter how much you've sinned, because you're, if you're still alive, you still have a chance. If you're alive, you still have a chance. So... That's my best for today. I thank you. Thank you, Paul, again. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Caleb, too, for the counseling, too. I appreciate that a lot. Appreciate it. So.